What the Foot? Hello and welcome back to What the Foot podcast with your intrepid host TJ taking you through the lower echelons of what is FIFA Ultimate Team this year. Uh, Give you a little bit of an update on how things have been going from my end. I wanted to uh, maybe do a little bit of some players you maybe aren't aware of that might be good for your team that aren't something everybody else talks about. Maybe some older players from some past uh, thing. Just wanted to give a little shout out to that. And then maybe start talking a little bit, uh, as a lot of folks are, team of the year. A little bit of a different approach, I think, for those of us that maybe find ourselves in the bottom half. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But first things first, uh, the current state or how you going portion of the program. So uh, for those of you that have listened to the other episode or the first episode or previous episode, whatever, um, you know that I uh, was particularly frustrated, stuck in Division 7 after the reset uh, at the very end on the win to move forward, and then I was winning one, lose one, win one, lose one. Um, and I'd even contemplated and asked the question about change in formations and how do you do that? Do you just fight through some stuff? And, and I'll tell you, after, after that, I, uh, I decided to, to try a little bit of a different formation. I wanted to try something a little bit more defensive. I decided to go to the, the four triple two. Um, actually, I'm not, no, this happens with me more than maybe some other folks. I start thinking usually when I'm away from my console about – I got this player and that'd be good and I'd like to get these in there and what formation should I start them in and then I have an idea like oh this might be an interesting look and then I'll go in and put that squad together or adjust a squad I have or something along those lines just because uh, I want to use some players try some different things I'm very much that's one of my favorite parts about ultimate team is uh using different players unlike you know the pros that end up using like the same seven or eight and then they you know mix a few around one of uh, the advantages of being at you know the lower levels, I suppose, if we want to call it that, is that it has more to do with the way we play and fundamentals than it has to do with who we're playing with. So maybe we have a little bit more leeway to play some players that uh, items or cards that don't get used um, as as frequently or necessarily always have to be max. Um, on that so anyway I was like I I think I have some players I want to see them in a four triple two and I did that and went back and forth and had some okay things like that all in all uh it was I was all right I did not excel necessarily or go you know straight crazy but the other thing that happened and this will go into a little bit of our team of the year saving packs is uh, I decided uh, to open some of the packs that I've been holding on to. I, the 84 pluses, some 81 times whatever, any of those like bigger packs that like have a guaranteed rating of players only through whatever. I was like, that might be, you know, worth holding on to. I will not hold on to all my packs because I like to open things. That's why I play the game. And to that point, I opened this 81, 11 player pack or whatever and ended up with one of the Centurion uh, Quagalaria, Quagala, I pronounce names terribly, um, but essentially an Italian striker, uh, 87 rated, that if I went out, I would not go out and buy. But I had completed the base icon a while back and ended up with Zola, so I had another Italian. Um, 
And I had decided that, uh, well, I've got some Italian love going on. Let's do that. And that'll let my Serie A get my uh, Di Maria in that i you know, been wanting and liking to use. This did mean me benching a player that I have used and got early on in the game. I got an untradeable, in-form, 90-rated uh, Neymar that has played hundreds of games for me so far and it's hard for me to remove him from the squad as you can imagine but uh trying to mix things up i had the uh, holiday payette which i converted to a cam i'd been using him as a striker so try him in a different position and throw in the zola and uh, q dog up top we got Di maria and then i went ahead and completed the uh, politano uh, winter wild cards sbc with some of the extra fodder that i had um and stuck him in as a right mid um and uh i'm using in the player that i'm going to talk about i'm going to hold off on that one i have a, a player that i'm using as a cdm that uh, is maybe a little out of the meta we'll see um and then, of course, uh, my back line, which I was lucky also early on and packed uh, 86 informed Teal Hernandez, who had been in my team forever, but I'd gotten some other uh, left backs. I had that Fabio. I made a left back in the French League and uh, all of these uh, that were, were there. And so I'd kind of taken Hernandez out because I was tired of using him and with, you know, Manigan as my uh, – uh, goalie so that they would all kind of jive but i essentially put that back in place um i have a world cup hero carvajalo which has been my center back for a long time uh and then i've been rotating out in that other area i've gone everything from you know bobby moore to el haik to you know whatever and in this particular instance um i've uh actually am using the uh Somebody with a little bit more pace, but not as much the uh, the Bailey SBC that uh, had happened. And then I'm using the Klaus as a right back, which I've got to say um, has been – he has games where he is man of the match. He has other games where he just kind of disappears. It's never a detriment, and it's always been, you know, kind of a pleasant surprise. So glad to, to have that. So all in all, I got that team and I'm like, all right, well, let's slap this sucker into a uh, four triple two. And I realized, oh, wait a minute. Uh, out of all these players, only one of them, the mystery player that I'll talk about in a minute, has any good defensive stats. So, you know, 50D is probably not what you want your uh, CDM to be, even though it's kind of a roaming. It could probably get away with it. Either way, I had decided after playing 4 triple two for a while, I'm like, well, this just sets up really great for the 4 3 two, one, which we had talked about and a lot of people swear by. And again, I typically, I think when I use it, I just try to push forward too fast, too hard, all in the middle. Right. Anyway, I change, do this, bam, I got this whole new bit, and I decide let's, you know, fire it up. And I'll be darned if I don't win two in a row, get out of Division Seven. And I'm not saying that it had anything to do with, like, my team is substantially better than the one before it. It's certainly not that I'm using a different formation since I fell back to the 4-3-2-1 and found some success there. Um but rather just a new group of players just doing something a little bit different, just a little cognitive dissonance to move some things around. Sometimes you try stuff and you're like, oh, that didn't work. Or you just throw in like a different keep or something. You're like, eh, this was a fundamental change in the players and things like that still didn't go for worse players. I'm still using, you know, uh, 
top tier folks, at least in my mind, you know, 90s, 87s. I don't think there's anything to sneeze at. 86s, I think, are still viable. Um, and I get beat by folks with lower cards than that. So uh, just, if anything, the takeaway for me was um, when you get frustrated, when those things happen, you know, mixing it up can be a good way to break up the monotony. It can maybe open up so that later on, you know, even if immediately that change doesn't result in something that when you go back then to your bread and butter, that uh, you've just tried some things differently. You've seen the field differently. Maybe you've had a couple of different plays. I have to really make a mindset like, oh, you need to be crossing more. You need to be working the outside of the field more. Don't just always try to shove up in the middle. And so uh, those are the types of things that I'm working on. Then, of course, defending and getting used to like how you're using your center backs, when to grab them, when not to grab them, things along those lines. So all in all, uh, I have to say I am you know, relatively uh, encouraged uh, now that I am in Division Six, and we'll continue to plug wrong there. Of course, I'll get frustrated as we get close to Division Five. But I, and then there is still the concern that I'm not going to necessarily be able to get all the way to Div Five. But not only was that a success this week, but I used this same team and uh, had in my entry into trying to qualify, and I ended up winning, uh, I think, four or five to qualify. So I now have a weekend league token that I can go and, and use as well uh, coming up so we'll see uh, how how that all plays out so all in all competitive wise a much you know i feel a little bit more uh like i said better about the situation that i am in and maybe part of the learning there is that you know some weeks are better than other weeks but it's still you know it's hard to get over the frustration when you put in that much time and effort and then it just doesn't seem it's hard to not just get down on yourself and so you know stepping away changing it around, doing some other things, playing some high on life in between, whatever it is, I would advocate, you know, I think, think that's a good one. So that's how I'm doing. Now, quickly, I did want to jump into, because you're probably wondering, like, who's this mystery player? Like, who's this CDM? Who's this defensive wonderkin that we don't know anything about? Um, you you might know about him. I don't know. Part of this year, like, I, I've got to be honest. Every year I play FIFA, I almost always end up, you know, with a Serie A team at first because they're always fast and good, but their defense always makes me mad. And so then I already start transitioning towards uh, BPL because it's uh, popular, but the midfield always seems to be somewhat lacking for me. I don't know. There's just kind of a problem there, good strikers and things, but I just never can – get like what I think a solid midfield, at least early on or initially through BPL, probably silly. Um, and I end up with a whole lot of then, you know, uh, you know, La Centenara, i.e. the Spanish League. Just that's what I end up with. A Spanish League with some BPL folks in it. That's 90% of my uh, FIFA Ultimate teams eventually. This year, as I alluded to earlier, getting the informed Neymar shoved me into the French League pretty hard. And with cards being more accessible where you can go pick up a Messi and things like that, whereas in the past it just wasn't possible uh, in terms of, you know, for me, the amount of coins that I typically have, that it became, uh, you know, I started doing that. Then all these SBCs for La Liga and some really good La Liga players. And so now my team is functionally, a, you know, La Liga team with 
uh, you know, some folks thrown in there from other divisions at any given time, depending on what that hybrid is going to be. So right now we're doing Syria and French, um, and that's, you know, a bit of a difference, which is why this particular player may not be on a lot of your radar unless you're doing League One. Um, but uh, this was from way back in the uh, the promotion that was the uh, out-of-position promotion. And it is uh, the Traore, the 86-rated Traore that can be a right wing, a right mid, or a CDM that has 90 pace and 80-something defensive. And I got to tell you um, – Makes sense. He's very pacey and defensive. You know, uh, this is a guy that I use for a center fielder a lot, get my cursor on him, and then I can kind of roam. He reminds me a lot of, like, what a Sanchez used to do, uh, what, like, a faster Conte might be able to do, things like that. Now, he does not have 90-plus, you know, in terms of those tackles and things, so it's his pace that puts you in position, but a high enough defensive rating that he 100% can body some folks, get the ball, and get it out. His passing could be a little bit better, but I usually get it and then short outlet and then let the other folks do the bigger passes, whether you have like your cruise midfield set up or in my instance, Politano and uh, Di Maria are playing next to him in the midfield. So like I get them the ball and then anything can happen. And so um, this allows my Di Maria speed and 50 some odd defense roaming around on the field to, you know, intercept and getting away a few things and then and Traore is kind of my defensive, uh, you know, last stick before, of course, we get into, like, the back lines. Now, I have my left and right backs on stay back while attacking, which I know the hip thing right now is to send one, if not both of them, forward, and you can manually trigger what – I just leave them back, have those four plus Traore, uh, and then everybody else is kind of roaming about. I give up goals, but I also get goals. So, um, anyway, I just thought – uh, I would give a shout out to uh, someone who has been in, you know, out of packs for a long time, can be found on the transfer market, is not super expensive, comes from an off club, but in a, a French league. So uh, that Traore out of position card, 100% if you're looking for a uh, CDM. Of course, country-wise isn't going to like link up with folks, things like that. So hard to link, but in a particular instance, and for me, I found him to be really good, really effective as a pacey CDM in um, a, an area that we don't have a lot of those. So Traore, check him out if you want. So um, the last bit I wanted to talk about was just team of the year prep. I know a lot of top tier folks save a bunch of packs Some people, hundreds of packs, some people, a few packs. I've already told you I'm at the moment being disciplined enough to like hold out. And so I've got some 85 plus packs and some 84 plus packs that are sitting there. Of course, the concern is you get a bunch of dupes and that there is a one in a million chance of hitting like a team in the year card. So I think from our perspective, for those of us with fewer coins, fewer amounts of time staying in the lower divisions where we can be really effective that team of the year is less about me getting team of the year cards and more about me grabbing cards from players who get team of the year that all of a sudden drop in price now none of them i say none of them few of them will probably tank and look i am not a trader i listen to some trader shows i do a little bit of bronze pack method here or there uh but i am i am not the the trader person that's not my thing i got 300k in coins sitting there and i'm like i don't know what to do with this and that's 
That's me. That's what I am. So I am not the end all be all of all, you know, the tradiness. But uh, it is hard not to save some packs and hope that you hit that lottery. Now, the question, of course, is they'll be like, you know, well, the way they do it, like they do what defenders, then midfielders, then attackers, and then everybody's impacts. I guess my question is, what do you wait for? Like, do you go ahead and fire it off when all the strikers are impacts so that if you do hit one, you hit something great, even though there's not as many? Or do you wait till they're all impacts and just hope that you get one that's not just as worthless and then like, yeah, I got a blue card or whatever they're going to do with them this year, but I can't really use it. Or you build a team around somebody that is, you know, underwhelming, but a blue card. Um, I know the idea of saving tradable packs means if you pack one, then all of a sudden cha-ching, you know, and I did did not do that. I'm going more for probably a keep than, you know, try to get rich off of selling one. But I also am assuming there'll be some SBCs the way they're going that you might be able to grab a, you know, a blue player here or there. You know, uh, it's hard to, I want to keep a little bit of powder dry because a few of these SBCs come out that are like, oh yeah, got to get that one, right? Di Maria, yeah. Got to get them. I have to say one of the, the biggest kick myself this year is when I did not, and whether he had won or not, but the, the Correa striker um, one is one that I still, am, you know, I, I wish that I would have done. I think as an 88 striker, he would have been worth, you know, well worth it even as an 86. But, um, you know, uh, also like the Payette, uh, I did the Politano, which I'm still on the fence about, but, you know, a little bit kind of expensive there. You know, there's a few of these other winter wild cards that are that are tempting because of one stat or another, but it's just a matter of time before another really, like, solid pop happens, you know, whether it's, a, you know, I would assume that our best SBCs won't be the ones we've had already. Maybe it is. Maybe Di Maria becomes, you know, the you know best SBC of the year or things like that, but right now... Um, I have to imagine that we're going to have another option or two come out. So I'm trying to keep some powder dry for that, keeping an eye out on cards that may tank if they do get a team of the year and if any of those would be a good fit. Um, those are special cards. The idea of getting like a ones to watch Rudiger instead of a team of the year Rudiger, for example, I know that was one that was brought up on one of the podcasts. So anyway. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of curious what y'all are thinking. That's a little bit of what I'm thinking. We'll see how it goes. If nothing else, we'll look back and be like, that was genius or that was dumb or I should have opened packs. But I would suggest if you're trying to save all your packs, don't save them all because you want to talk about a level of frustration, all of that, like I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then you open it up and everything, you know, if you don't get a team of the year and you end up having either discard or you spend all this time trying to figure out ways to use those dupes, like, you know, that's for me, that would not be fun for the game. Oh, sorry, that would not be fun for me, but rather I would, you know, want to do something else. So, uh, with that in mind, um, just kind of curious what you might be doing. Um, now, I, I did uh, want to do one last shout out as we are here towards the end of uh, the episode. Um, uh, content corner uh, this week, to be honest, you know, I talked a lot about the podcasts uh, last time that inspired me to, to do this. Um, and it would be remiss if I did not, you know, early on in this whole process, uh, share the, you know, the streamer that drew me into FIFA. What? Now it's got to be 2005, you know, so we're talking 10 years ago, 12 years ago. 
um, started watching streams and the videos and got really into it, watched this individual mature, um, not only as a streamer, but as a person and watched his family grow and as he continues to kind of struggle through, um, that continues, uh, you know, playing this game, engaging his community and other games. And so at this point in time, I would like to, you know, give a shout out to uh, my favorite all-time streamer. Um, and one of those uh, guys that even though I've never met, I feel really close to, which is ridiculous, right? But uh, nick 28 um, has been an inspiration for me uh, in terms of content, uh, play. He's a guy that I'll just throw on in the background. I like watching him play Escape from Tarkov and, you know, the screamings and the yellings. He's done so much for uh, cancer research, the amount of money that he's been able to raise, you know, playing this game and doing this thing and engaging folks in uh, generally a, a positive way. You know, I know uh, uh, there are those that don't necessarily, you know, everybody has different personalities than you like or dislike things. And so I know that he is not, you know, necessarily everybody's cup of tea. But I have to tell you that uh, as someone who's been doing this now, for as long as I've been doing it, playing FIFA, watching streams, watching things. It's just, uh, you know, not nothing short of amazed by the amount of time, effort, quality that goes into all of his broadcasts, to his videos, to his community. And I just, you know, I wanted to take a chance early on and just say, you know, we're, if you've never watched Nick 28T, I find it hard to believe if you're listening to this and haven't. But if not, find him on Twitch, find him on YouTube. Um, I would, a uh, big advocate, would love to, you know, anytime we can get him support, uh, I would be for it. Not that he necessarily needs it from but I you know I will let you know that I have been a subscriber to his YouTube for his Twitch channel for well over a hundred months, right? So you know, so like I said, well over ten years um, that uh, I've been uh, supporting and uh, you know an advocate of Nick. So I would encourage you uh, if you haven't, you know, take a look. And if not, you know, that's that's up to you. If you're like, hey, not my cousin, fair enough. Maybe I'm not either, and who knows? But either way. That, I believe, is going to be what I call episode two or next or whatever. I don't know if I'm going to keep track of the numbers. It seems like that's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I can put up with that. But all in all, I hope you enjoyed kind of hearing what things are going on, my current state. Hopefully your state of rivals and advancing is improving and that you two are, you know, finding the game to be uh, fulfilling at least in some areas or rewarding. Um, And for those of you that don't, I hope that uh, you find it rewarding ASAP when you pack the dream player out of whatever pack you're about to open next. So all in all, uh, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for listening. If you want to check out my Twitter that doesn't do anything, that's at TJWiz on Twitter. Uh, And I don't have a Twitch and I don't have a YouTube, so you don't really need to look for me anywhere. Just... Keep your ears open and uh, listen for the announcements when a new podcast comes out, and I will, uh, I will hear you there. It's a terrible outro. Ugh, I should learn to edit. <laughs>